Well, howdy there, y'all. <laughs> hey there, partners. Hey there, partners. Welcome to the next episode, all about country western people. <laughs> We're talking Texas. Texas. We're talking Oklahoma. We're talking Mississippi. We're talking Alabama. That's what we're talking about. Just kidding, guys. <laughs> Just kidding. We had you. Yeah, we really got you there. We had we? you fooled. As you all know, it's October, the best month of the year. Yeah. Some call it Spooktober. Spooktober, spooky season. So we thought for spooky season, why not do some spooky ass episodes? That's right. And so for the next four weeks, mm-hmm. we got some spooky topics for you. Mm-hmm. And astrology last week, I feel like kind of goes in the same vein a little bit. So that was yeah. kind of like our precursor to spooky season. Yes. But today's episode, we are going to be talking about witchcraft. witchcraft. Okay. <laughs> we didn't say the same word. <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> we, should, we did not. Okay, but you get the idea. Yeah, you get the idea. Um Kirsten, can you give me your best witch laugh? <laughs> was that good? Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> you go. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was better. You you like really went for it. Wait, now I want to try again. Okay, try again. <laughs> Ooh, that was kind of scary. Yeah. So okay. we're going to talk about witches as an archetype. And we go into the history a little bit. But I want to start off by saying this topic was called to me. Called to <laughs> yes. us, really, because we were together. Actually, it was called to both of us. Yeah. So I think this is the day that we did shrooms. Yes, it was. So that if that, you know, everything's connected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was, we were on shrooms walking around your neighborhood with Mochi, your cat. In and the stroller. The stroller. <laughs> yeah. And there's this lady with a one of those old VW buses, vans. And she just gives away clothes and random shit. She has like a free from rack. the sidewalk. Yeah, she has like a rack and like a table. And on the table, I don't think there was really anything else. There, there. was like two books or three books on the table. And we came across this tome. It's like a humongous hardback book mm-hmm. from the Library of Esoterica, just called Witchcraft. Yeah. And it's like just to give you some context, it's like it's like six hundred pages. And it's a beautiful book. Yeah, there's a lot of pretty pictures and... Yeah, there's like full pages of just like witch art. Mm -hmm. And so I I used this book as my reference for for most of the stuff. And just going into it, this could be an entire podcast. Yeah. I mean, we could honestly just change the trajectory of our podcast altogether and just start a coven. We're thinking about it, actually. Like... Like uh, our journey into witchcraft. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Let us know in the comments. I'm trying to be in a coven. I'm trying to start a coven with you. Let's go. Let's do it. No, but for real. I think I've always wanted this. I really have too. Okay, let's do it. Like when I was a kid, I was really into witches. And I remember one time, okay, when I was in, oh, that was elementary school. I was in the gifted and talented program and I just got- Of course you were. I had just like gotten moved to a different school and so I was meeting new friends and um, there was another girl there that had been there for a year that came from my previous school. So mm-hmm. I kind of like latched onto her and she was like, this is my friend, blah, blah, blah. Her name was Michelle. And I don't, I don't remember the other girl's name, but they were best friends. And the other girl was a year older. Like, so then it was like the three of us hanging out and they're like, yeah, we're witches. <laughs> and, and those guys are warlocks. And like telling me about like the guys. And I was like, yeah, 
Yeah, we are witches yeah, and they are warlocks. And then this goes on and we're just like, you know, witches, just being witches. And then you like, like living the craft. Yeah. Like <laughs> I had like little witch books, <laughs> but I had had this stuff previous, mm-hmm. like, you know, but I was like joining their coven. I thought <laughs> so I thought so I thought. <laughs> But then, like, I don't know, like, a month later, they're like, no, we were just joking. We're not witches. Witches aren't real. (laughs) And I was like, okay, well, I thought they were real, and I still think they're real, but... so rude. I know. Dude, they're... (laughs) Witches are real, so joke's on them. Yeah. And we we are one. We are I bet they, like, told their parents about it and then felt guilty, and then they were like, no, we have to say it's a joke. Yeah. (laughs) And their parents were like, that's the devil's (laughs) craft. (laughs) In any case, that's my, uh, like, social wishcraft. But I, I had, I also had, oh my gosh, there was, like, a period in my life where I cleared out the entire closet, and I put these little, like, clay pots that I had made with, like, spices in them, and I had, like, a little witch, witch, like, altar wow. in my closet. That's cool. And then I also, later, I got a loft bed, which is, like, a half, it's, like, a halfway up loft bed, so it wasn't, like, all the way up. You could only sit down in it. hmm and, and like under the loft bed became my altar and we used to try to do my like altar. we used to try to do like a Ouija board uh, with our Scrabble pieces oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time me and my friend were down there and my mom comes in and she's like girls what are you doing don't do that <laughs> don't do that that's don't, dangerous don't, don't do that mess with the demons girls <laughs> you remember uh, light as a feather stiff as a board uh i know that rhyme what is that you from? would play it well we would play it at sleepovers and it would be like you put everyone puts their fingers underneath you and then they start saying light as a feather stiff as a board light as a feather <laughs> stiff as a board and then they like lift you up and it's supposed to feel like you're levitating you're levitating something? yeah oh my god do you have any other any witch stories from your past? Um, that was one, and then I did play a witch one time. Oh, really? In a low budget local horror film. Oh, oh! I remember you telling me about the film, but I didn't know you were a witch in it. I was a witch, and we did like a ceremony sacrifice thing. Oh, the, that's cool! In the movie, and uh, that was directed by Missy Myers, who we're gonna have on the show. See, it's all connected, guys. Spoiler, Spoiler. Spoiler, but it's all connected. Shouts out. It's intentional. Mm-hmm. That's fun. But you've always been like kind of interested in, in witchcraft? Well, I grew up like kind of religious. Mm-hmm. So it was not something that was celebrated. Like my mom wasn't going to be like, yeah, let me buy you this witch book. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but I was I was always into like the spooky stuff. And I always thought maybe my family were witches because like I've always had crazy dreams and my mom was so intuitive it was hmm. scary so I was like maybe my family is a witch yeah so had she not been so so Christian maybe she would have yeah. gone down that path yeah maybe and I remember thinking maybe when I turn 16 <laughs> they'll tell me I'm a witch like I had the Sabrina the teenage witch like in my mind oh yeah yeah so that were you was... into Harry Potter at all no I wasn't you missed out I wasn't into Harry Potter out. That's the only thing. I think you would have been. I don't like, know. Had I, you, like, well, we read the book in school. Oh, you like, read it in school? We read the first book in school. Oh, yeah, interesting. I think I was in like sixth grade or something. Hmm. And we read it and I was just like, eh. Well, you had to have read it like as a kid to really have appreciated it. Because yeah. like Harry was like 11. So yeah, like, you relate to him more. Old. But no, uh, that's about sixth the age. Grade. Oh, yeah, that's true. 
But still, I don't know. I liked it. I watched it. When, I read it when I was like eight, and mm. I remember just being obsessed. Yeah, I was just kind of like, eh, it's okay. Yeah. Anywho, uh, that's our history. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> that was our episode on witchcraft. Um, but first, <clears throat> I'm Kirsten, and I'm Allie, and you're listening to. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. Thank you so much for witchcraft. witchcraft. Also, by the way, guys, I think we finally learned how to use this mic setup. We did, and it sounds fucking buttery we're so good we're professional now yeah all right we won a plus also this is our 20th episode that's so exciting this random man at a bar to Mm. us was Mm. like you know if you make it to your 20th episode you're doing better than 98 percent of all the podcasters out there so here we are we don't know if that's a truth who said that to us just the, the random men that sat across from us at 4100 Oh, yeah. Oh, we yeah. I like, forgot about that. We were like, the guy with the scarf? Yeah. <laughs> we were like, follow us on our podcast page. Did they? <laughs> I, did they I think they us? did. I hope they're listening right now. They probably unfollowed us after that. <laughs> <laughs> listen, like, guys. Listen, Scarf Boy. We made it. Listen, Scarf Boy. <laughs> 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 oh, my gosh. Breaking news. What? What? We have 101 followers. Oh, fuck yeah. It worked. We broke 100 followers before Wait, we were done with this episode. That was our goal. That we was were our at goal. 97 before. And now we have 101. So we even went past our goal. Yeah. I want to see who, who did it. Who done it. Who done did it. So listen, guys, you're, you're in luck. Elizabeth apparently wasn't following us. Wow. Our <laughs> own guest? Our own guest. Wow. And then... Oh, Joe Scribble, that is... That's Kadar's friend. Yes. Thank Erica. you to Erica Ferretti. Thank and you to Sarah J. Sarah J. Thanks, guys. Thank you, you so much. You were the ones that helped us make it. We did it. We made it to our goal. It, it, doesn't, just seem, it doesn't sound very big. 100 followers, but it is. It's a, it's a goal. It's, it's a thing, and you know what? For the little amount of effort that we've put into actually like making our Instagram grow, that's something. That Some people stay eighty followers. Yeah, forty their whole life. <laughs> Sometimes people are forty followers. <laughs> we got forty followers for the rest of their their life. Yeah, but you know what? We're pushing that content out. Yeah, we're gonna get better. We are gonna talk about witchcraft, and you can start because it. If we're thinking chronologically, the question is. Oh yes. When did witchcraft start? Yes, so I'm glad you asked. <laughs> um, no one really knows. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I thought this was really interesting. The earliest record of a witch is in the Bible. Okay. Yeah. So, so we got some religious roots mm-hmm. here. Yeah, so the Bible says that there are witches. So maybe there are. Just kidding. Um <laughs> So in the first book of Samuel, which was thought to be written in 931 BC, tells the story of when King Saul sought the witch of Endor to summon the dead prophet Samuel's spirit to help him defeat the Philistine army. The witch of Endor. If that doesn't sound like a fantasy novel. (laughs) The witch of Endor. (laughs) I mean, the Bible is. Maybe we should get into the Bible. I I like fantasy sometimes. I know. (laughs) 
<laughs> I like fantasy. It's fun. It's unique. Well, it's different. In the Old Testament. So in at least in the the sect of Christianity that I was in, we were taught that the Old Testament is supposed to be fantasy, not real. Right. And yeah. the New That's Testament. New Testament is from history. Yeah. So yeah, Old Te- Testament just a big old fantasy novel. I mean, I think the whole thing might might yeah be yeah. <laughs> but it's a fantasy. It's a fantasy. I mean, literally, somebody wrote it from things in their brain. They fantasize it. Okay. <laughs> well, that's another that's another episode. <laughs> we'll go into the Bible and if it's real or fake, it's fake. Okay. All right. So that'll be the next one. But yeah. So was there was that all about the the well, Bible? Part? Yeah. The that was the first time there's been like a recorded witch in history. So it it seems like it goes back really far. Okay. Yeah. So going along with that, and I want to have a little disclaimer because I got this timeline from witchcraft from the Library of Esoterica, which they do talk about Western culture mostly. Mm-hmm. Most of it is from the Western lens. So I'm completely doing this history on the Western lens. There's a lot of other cultures that have witchcraft, a rich history, probably more complex than the Westernized version. Mm-hmm. But this is the information from the Western lens based on what we know. Okay. Yeah. So in 1258, this is the rise of the Inquisition. Okay. And now I'm, this is taking me back to history class. Mm-hmm. So the Inquisition is when the Catholic Church was just really pounding down, making a lot of rules mm. in, uh, in, in Europe. And they make demon worship and sorcery punishable as heresy. What is heresy? Oh, heresy is like against the Bible illegal. Oh, would, yeah. would they kill them? That detail isn't mentioned, but <laughs> but maybe, yes. So then uh, we, we jump a couple hundred years. I'm sure there's some stuff in between that with witchcraft, some shit that happened. But if we jump forward, we have in 1486 through 1487, the Malleus Maleficarum. Maleficarum. And this is translated as the Hammer of the Witches. This is written by Henrik Kramer and Jacob Springer, and it's a manual for hunting down and persecuting witches. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) This is when, like, the witch hunts, I think, like, really started. And this, if you look up this book, it actually is, like, well-known as one of the oldest, like, written records about witches, too. So it's it's interesting if you want to learn about witches as Mm -hmm. well. It's not just about, like, hunting them and killing them. Um, But I think that's the goal. That's so crazy. Of the book. Yeah, yeah, well, I was reading that witch hysteria, like, that we all think of, started in the 1400s mm-hmm. in Europe, so. Yeah, so, yeah. It says, Probably from the Hammer of Witches yeah, by well, Henrik Kramer. It says, it does say, within a century, witch hunts were common, and were most, most of the accused were executed by burning at the stake or hanging. Beautiful. So that was happening in, for, in the 1400s. The next part that I have jumps to the 1600s. And so between the years of 1610 and 1630, there was an immense wave of persecutions in England and Europe, and they're killing countless innocent people. What if they were not innocent, though? What if they were, in fact, witches? But are they guilty? Guilty of what? Heresy. Heresy. (laughs) (laughs) We we already... The law is the law, you know? I guess that's true. I guess that's true. So then... 
Then we have the infamous Witch Trials of Salem, Massachusetts. I would love to go to Salem. Oh my God. We should do that. Yeah. It seems like such a cool town. It does. And we could like hit up Boston and then Mm -hmm. go to Salem and... Yeah, but make a whole a trip of, of it. Yeah, I mean, if we're gonna be witches, we should probably go yeah, see where we go our... to our roots. Yeah, we yeah, got, we gotta visit our roots. Yes, it's very ancestral witchcraft. Yeah, I mean, shoot, let's let's make that a thing. Let's yeah, maybe we have ancestors in Salem, Massachusetts. We might. Who knows? Who knows? So, nineteen people are killed over the course of three months in the small town of Salem, Massachusetts, and this is the witch trials, the witch hunts. Ooh. And there's a lot more that goes into that history, but that's the, the, the basics of it. Lots of people died. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 19 people in a small town, that's kind of a lot. And that was in three months. Yeah. That's a lot. That's wild. And then my history, my record kind of jumps forward another 200 years after that. But in between, there's, there's just a lot of academic literature that's being published about witches during this time. And I'm sure that there's still more witch hunts happening. Yeah. So then in 1893, human rights activist Matilda Joslyn Gage publishes a women church and state, which claims the number of women killed in the witch hunts was in the millions. Yeah. And this is not what they're saying in the records, but she's like, actually, it's like the Holocaust where they try to say it was less. Yeah. Because I was reading like 80,000 were killed and also 80% were women. Yeah. By the way, but there were men also. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's uh, she. She's saying actually, you know, there was a million. There was millions of people killed. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to knows? hide it. Who knows? Yeah. And then I thought this this fact was relevant just because it's Hollywood. We have the 1950s to the 1970s. Famous occultist and artist Marjorie Cameron, and she's kind of known. For her cult underground Hollywood appearances in film. Mm. And she's also an artist and poet. Okay, cool. Yeah. Marjorie. So these are people to look up and learn more about. Yeah. And like, this... We could do... We really could just do our podcast as a witch podcast now. Yeah. There's would, so much. Would you be into that, listeners? I would be. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought you were asking me. I mean, I know you would be. <laughs> but... Listeners. Listeners, what do you think? Should that be our thing? Should it? Let us know, guys. It might happen. Okay, this next one, I love, and I want you to read it. Okay. It's amazing. <laughs> okay, so in 1968, the first iteration of WITCH, W-I-T-C-H, which stands for Women's International Terrorist Conspiracy <laughs> from Hell, <laughs> is formed in light of the women's liberation movement. They were feminists for social change. Mm-hmm. So... Women's International Terrorist Conspiracy from Hell. Yeah. Is the way to go. Yep. They're, they're and you can tell, you know, they're doing that to be like, Funny. y'all killed millions of people for what? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, that's funny. Mm-hmm. From yeah. Hell. And this book has a lot of really cool pictures of these women. I posted one to the story, but, and I can, and we can also add them to our Instagram post mm-hmm. when we upload this. But this is like one of the women Ooh. and I'm showing Allie a picture and it's just this lady wearing a cape and it looks very 70s or 60s, yeah. 70s. She looks crazy. Um, and she's just like got her tongue out she's and like, like ah. face painted. Yeah. Oh, and they also had other fun acronym names that they would change <laughs> it to. Like this one is welcoming immigrants and their children here. <laughs> <laughs> we should make our own witch acronym. Yeah. Who is that chick hottie (laughs) 
okay, girl, that that's a witch over there. We can we can uh, we, we can workshop that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what do you think? We is the chosen heroes. Chosen hoes. Hoes. <laughs> <laughs> we we is the chosen hoes. That's what I, like I that. that's what I say. Yeah. Um, then we have we start to like get into the new wave. So mm-hmm. we have like the 1970s and 1980s new wave. Um, it's becoming more popularized in the U.S. And mm-hmm. there's these you know groups of women that are like creating new wave stores with incense and mm-hmm. crystals and all of that stuff. And then it's also like going along with the feminist movement in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, Shouts out. And there. There's a, a sect that comes comes about called the Alexandrian sect of witchcraft in the 1970s. And then this is famous by Alex and Maxine Sanders. So, yeah, 1970s, 80s, New Age movement. Mm-hmm. And then the 1990s I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah, in the 1990s, information about witches spreads through popularity and through the magazines, right? Self- Zines. Oh, self-published... Self-published zines. Zines, yeah. So, I remember zines. What is well, a zine? A thing, I can't remember. And it's a thing that's kind of people are doing now. I mean, it's a magazine. But it's like smaller. Yeah, it's a magazine. Like and local. Like artists, artists make them and mm. they usually have like some form of curated art or music mm-hmm. involved with it. But it's okay. independent publishing. That's cute. Um, but you can make a zine, like a handmade zine. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Lots of people will do that. Like a hand-drawn zine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the 90s, I feel like, did have a lot of witches. Yes. It was, like, kind of a thing. Yeah, they we had, had Sabrina. Sabrina, The Craft. Yeah. All these. Oh, we need to watch The Craft. I haven't seen that movie. What? I don't know why, but I haven't. What? <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe that. Okay, well, we will watch it, like, ASAP. Yesterday. Yes. Ooh, nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, it's so your boy. It's your boy. It's my boy. HP. <laughs> ninety eight is when Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone came out uh, in the U.S. when it was published, the book. And then in two thousand one, we have the movie that comes out. I can't and believe so, it's that old. Nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, but I remember reading the books. Like I remember when the movie came out, and I was young, young. Yeah, I mean, maybe I did read it before sixth grade. I don't know. I think I was in elementary school. I was in elementary sure. school too, but I was the last group that went to elementary school in sixth grade. Uh huh. So I could have been. But oh, you're also two grades older than me. I think oh, about yeah. that. You're only a year older, but you're two grades older. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah. changes yeah. things too. I think a little bit. I freaking loved it. Well, in the two thousands, where we are now. 2000s and onward I feel like I mean it says that uh it got more broad and there was a lot of knowledge about the witch and stuff but I feel like it's kind of trendy now yeah exactly it's like broadening I'm looking at I've bought a lot of these witchy books like self-care witchy books and after diving into this tome the witchy books are very much like sprinkle a little dust on your nose and like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's like very catered to the self-care world that's like basic yeah <laughs> <laughs> um if you're a witch a witch girly who sprinkles stuff on their nose for beauty you're basic as fuck and we yes, don't fuck with you and you're not invited into our coven yeah 
oh we're looking for real witches we're looking for real witches that want to practice real real witchcraft which we are gonna learn about we are (laughs) just wait until just next episode we're gonna be witch masters Mm -hmm. i don't know about all that but we're gonna know (laughs) i love this stuff though me too but okay we've been talking about archetypes a lot i wish that wasn't like a thing you could get on there like what? you're just a witch you're a witch <laughs> you're a witch <laughs> but i think our archetype is the most witchy the oh, mediator really just the way she looks i mean yeah she's like a little child of <laughs> she's the like earth. a little fairy yeah. earth witch yeah oh what do they call them the uh green witch oh yes yeah so we see them depicted both in darkness and in light because mm-hmm. if you think of like the classic just wizard of oz wizard of oz yeah yeah, you have the, the ugly witch, witch yeah, and, and the, the good, good witch. witch. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. That's what I was going to say. And mm-hmm. we also think of them as goddesses yes. in Greek mythology. But then we think about, and I think it's mostly religion, patriarchal religious ideas have gotten this like motif of them being evil, ugly monsters mm-hmm. with like a hunchback and... And a big nose and yeah. a wart. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wonder if that's because witches were typically feminists and kind of fighting against the patriarchy mm-hmm. and so the patriarchy like started depicting them as evil creatures yeah taking the power away they're mm-hmm. they're trying to ha- like hold their power within themselves but that doesn't follow the rules of the society that they're trying to create so mm-hmm. they're like hmm, she's a witch like, heresy. You, don't w- you don't want to be a witch look how ugly they are mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. stop fighting against our rules woman woman (laughs) or we'll crack the whip yeah and then in the book there was this really nice quote and i'm gonna read it okay it's written by amanda yates garcia and it's in the library of esoterica's witchcraft which is the book i've been referencing often antagonists witches are not afraid of the hero his men or his weapons so think about like greek mythology Mm -hmm. and witches consider the greek which Circe. While Odysseus's wife Persephone sulks around the family home, um, accosted by suitors, silenced by her son, prayed for her husband to return from his adventures, Circe waits for no one. Mm. From her garden in the island of Aeaea, she exults and enjoys. If Odysseus's men try to harm her, she turns them into swine. Hell yeah. Witches live outside of civilization and its rules. Mm. In fact, the witches disinterest in the hero and his adventures that the patriarchal authorities despise they want her toiling in the nursery waving hankies at the hero isn't toiling like a witchy term yeah yeah. double double toiling (laughs) trouble (laughs) they want her toiling in the nursery waving hankies at the hero while he expands his empire but witches in a nursery just turn children into changelings and witches (laughs) only care about the empire when they want to burn it down yeah (laughs) So they're That's like true. anti-capitalist. Wait, what's a changeling again? I feel like I don't I know. Want to think it's like a little baby thing, an evil baby. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm not sure. I'm looking it up right now. Okay, there's a lot of different pictures here of what a changeling looks like. Oh, I have the definition here. Oh, okay. Um, apparently, it's a child believed to have been secretly substituted by fairies for the parent's real child in infancy. Oh, okay. So, what if we're changelings? We might be. It makes sense, because change. Oh, right. They do a little changeling. Well, I wish I was a changeling, because I want to be a fairy. Me too. 
actually that might be my Halloween costume this year. A fairy? Yeah. That's cute. Yeah, I've been reading the fairy book, the A Court of oh God. Thorns and Roses. So yeah. fairies are just all up in my what life. What do you think? Right Is now. it really confusing cuz I read a different book in her a different series but written by the same author, the first book, and it was really fucking confusing cuz mm. the whole world. This is easy. Oh, okay. Easy read. Yeah, if you read the other one, they just introduce like it's like Game of Thrones mm-hmm. where they throw all these different characters and I have the Game of Thrones books and I gave up because I couldn't keep up with all, everything. Yeah, but no, this is not. It's very easy to read, very uh, easy to understand. Okay, yeah. Anywho, anywho, the other thing I had about witches and myth and religion is the the three fates. So if you think about Hercules and those like three oh, like underworld with the, with, the, the, with the thread, yeah, I love yeah. Them. So they they controlled the destiny of human life. And they're like, you know, considered witches kind of in a way. Yeah, they look like witches. Yeah. For sure. Remember when they try to cut the hair and then it doesn't cut? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I need to watch that movie over. I don't think I've seen it since I was a kid. Oh, my God. I've watched it probably like three or four times in the last like five years. Why? It's just it's on. It was on Disney. And I was oh, like, yeah, I, I love this movie. Do you have Disney Plus? I do. Oh, <laughs> Add it to our list, Hercules, the craft. Hercules, the craft. So then we have witches in literature and fairy tales. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, I put Gretel and Hansel because I wanted the girl to be first when I wrote it in my notes. <laughs> and I still read it as Hansel and Gretel because that's how it's supposed to be. That's like how it is in my brain. Yeah, but, you know, we, we know the story of Hansel and Gretel. Well, do we? All I know is it's the two little kids and they go to the, the house. Well, the witch with leaves the house. a trail of candy or bre- or something. <gasps> she leaves oh, something yeah. and they follow it into the woods and then they find her house and then she wants to eat them. She wants to stuff them in the oven. Oh, yeah. She's, yeah, she's a little... Because she's a witch. She's a witch. So, yeah, that's... But, you know, in fairy tales, that's where we start to see them as, like, evil. Yeah, they get a bad rep. Mm-hmm. And then we have Snow White. We're the... not evil witches. We're not. We just We're don't like witches. capitalism and patriarchy. Exactly. And so... we want to we bring good things to us through spells. Yeah. We want to control our own destiny. Yeah. That's all. That's it. Oh, yeah. So the Snow White witch, that was the, the, the lady one. with the apple. Yeah. Yeah, she's evil. Yeah, she she was like the classic like witch with a wart. Yeah, and a humpback, and yeah. like her long fingers and. Ugh. But that makes me want to sit up straight because I'm not a I'm not a humpback witch. I don't want to be a humpback <laughs> witch either. Straight <laughs> oh, up. Straight up. Straight up. <laughs> then we have okay. This is a lot, and I don't know if we'll cut out if we feel like it's too much. I guess. Then we have witches in Celtic literature. So that is the tales of the Taliesin in the sixth century. So that's where uh, Merlin, the wizard, Merlin. Comes. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know Merlin. I have a the wizard Merlin? cousin named Merlin. You ever heard of the wizard Merlin? Merlin? No, oh, okay. no, I haven't. This is wizard Merlin and Morgan Le Fay. Okay, that's where they come in. And so those led to the stories like the Sword and the Stone oh. and the Mist of Avalon. Mm-hmm. So then we have a. Then we have Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shakespeare had the weird sisters in Macbeth, 
<laughs> which is like funny to say, like the weird sisters. Yeah. But they <laughs> resemble. <laughs> but that's what they're called. Res- uh, they resemble the fates and guide Macbeth into darkness rather than life. So those were some more evil witches. Mm-hmm. Then we have this one was my favorite, actually. And this is the one that I had never heard of because it's Slavic, uh, Eastern European. They call her Baba Yaga, and she's an old child-eating sorceress, and she's known for, like, living in the woods, and her house has legs, has chicken legs. Oh, my God. Yeah, her house has chicken legs. So she eats kids just like uh, the one in Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, so I think maybe Hansel and Gretel might have come from that part of the world. Baba Yaga sounds terrifying. Yeah. She seems kind of cute, though. Just a baba. All right. So let's talk about some tools of magic. That's what we yeah. really want to get into. Yeah. I was like really interested in the actual magic part. Yeah. And this is part I, you know, there was so much history that I was like, damn. And then I got into the magic part and there's so much. It's just a lot. But what I read is one of the first things that you do whenever you're trying to do a spell or a ritual is to ground yourself and cast a circle okay and so if you see i mean the pentagram is a circle but you you see a lot of times there's like a circle drawn on the ground Mm -hmm. or women are like with holding hands or with salt or with uh, stones Mm -hmm. uh but that's like casting the circle and it's supposed to be like an energy barrier okay um to hold energy in and then keep the bad energy out Okay. As you set whatever intention you're trying to set gotcha. uh, for that. Okay. And I lost my notes, but I could go in deeper. But that's like basically it with the circle. So every spell, like, you just, you have to be in a circle? Like, you draw a circle around you? And I don't think you have to draw it, necessarily. It could also be, like, visualizing it. Mm, okay. And it could be a coven casting the circle together That's or it could be just us. be an individual. Yeah. And then th- I want to show you this picture. Ooh. It's really cool. So it's, it's a coven all kind of holding hands together in a circle and then they've cast an inner circle with a cone. So that's another, another thing is the cone of power. They call wow. it. Yeah. It's, you know, you can visualize it or you can draw it or you can cast it in any other way, you know, mm-hmm. Let's see. It, it also says the magic circle signifies the eternal pattern of light of life. So if you think about like. Oh, because the like, circle of life. Yes, exactly. So you think about birth, death and renewal. And it's all like it doesn't end or mm-hmm. start, but it's all, you know, circular. That makes sense. You were telling me that a coven normally is no more than 13 witches. Yeah. So this is based on one specific well kind of the traditional coven Mm. our coven doesn't have to be traditional it doesn't have to be yeah as long as like that's not a real rule and we can still make magic then i'm good with letting more than 13 people in but do we even have 13 friends (laughs) (laughs) maybe that not 13 close friends that we would trust to be in our coven yeah i don't know like i think that we could collect 13 people but But they have to be trustworthy. Yeah, because we're sharing energies here. Yeah, we can't have no bad energy in our circle. Yeah, so it says creating uh, a coven is creating a network of different energies and channeling them towards a collective goal. So we okay. have to have a collective goal. 
and maybe maybe it could be broad, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. But the collective goal is maybe anti-patriarchy, okay. anti-capitalism, right? Or maybe it's um, just like living a good life, being happy. Yeah, yeah, all of the above. Yeah, we have Gerald Garner. He's known for bringing, like, the father of neo-paganism or whatever. Oh, okay. So he brings it into the modern world, and he had a system for covens. Mm. And in his system, which is also his system of Wicca, mm-hmm. th- there's a high priest and a high priestess, and they kind of facilitate and offer guidance for the coven. They ad- administrate the coven, and then they also lead the rituals, which I don't really like. I don't. That feels too. Yeah, I'm not trying to be like. Yeah, I don't want to be above. I mean, obviously, we would be the high priestesses mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because we're the coven starters. Yeah, but, but I, I don't, don't want to it being like a priest either. No, like, I don't want to be like the main person. Yeah, I want us to all be. We have a collective goal. We have a collective coven. Yeah, yeah, and we're all just figuring it out. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, traditionally thirteen witches, but according to the Gerald Garner way, mm. anything. Under 13 witches is okay, too, okay. it seems. But if it goes over 13 people, then they can do this thing called hiving off. And that's where some, like, senior-level witches can decide to start their own coven and branch off of the oh. the coven because it's gotten too big. Yeah. Well, I think we have a lot of excitement cut out for us in the next couple months as we are learning yeah, witchcraft. We're, we're on a journey. Allie bought a book, which I'm really excited about. Yes. But it's it seems like, well, we'll see. The way it's described, it sounds like we are taking a course to really learn. Yeah, to learn the ins and outs. Maybe we can, like, kind of trade off these books. Yeah, we should. Like, week by week. Yeah, we should. Like, once you get your book, keep it for a week. Mm-hmm. And then and when then we I'll, see each other we'll switch for it. the pod. Yeah. We'll switch it. I like that. That sounds good. That's cute. this book is, like, $40, and we shouldn't both have Damn. to buy it. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. That's a nice find. I know, dude. It's a nice book. Yeah, that's kind of like all for now. We might revisit this later in, in the future. We might. I think we should at least do a part two. Yeah, because I want to know more about the spells and the magic. What it goes, it. what goes into being a witch. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. We should definitely revisit it at some point. Mm-hmm. But you know what we can do? What is we have. A request from one of our listeners to do the little question cards that yeah, we have been doing. We got a we got a feedback from a listener, and she really likes it when we do these cards. And I like it too. Me too. You know, it's kind of fun. Yeah. We actually, it's kind of funny because the podcast space that we like to record at, they happen to have a deck of these kind of cards yeah we didn't even have to bring them yeah this one is called let's get deep friends edition perfect so this is icebreaker i feel like we need more than just icebreaker though yeah this is deep and then we have deeper Mm. let's go deeper oh shit whose opinion matters to you the most my dad oh because i love him and i want him to be proud of me and i think he's the best and i just want him like he's the only his Opinion isn't the only one that matters to me, but it's probably the most important to me. That's sweet. That's yeah. sweet. <laughs> that that's sweet. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh um, my god, the sound is really good. We have ASMR microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't put my lips on it so much. <laughs> 
What are witches? <laughs> but that's nice that <laughs> your dad's opinion matters to you. Yeah. But like, does he, do you like, would he be the one that you would go to for like advice? A usually? lot of times, yeah, because he's very smart and level headed and factual and logical. You know, we love a dad that's like that and, yeah. and one that's there. Yeah, so, I mean, I'll go to him, and then sometimes I'm like, ah, I don't like that advice. Yeah, <laughs> but, but it's good to hear, like, something that maybe you wouldn't think of yourself. Yeah. All right. You want to ask me one? Yeah. <laughs> In what ways might you be privileged? Oh, girl. Yeah, I'm privileged. I'll admit it. We're privileged. I'm privileged. I am a white woman non-threatening white woman non-threatening looking white woman who grew up in a scary looking to me (laughs) (laughs) who grew up in i mean i i think i've had to come to terms with my privilege because i always felt like we didn't really have a lot of money we were poor and i i used to feel like things were unfair for me a lot Mm -hmm. and while they are i can also check my privilege and know that yeah in comparison to most people probably Mm -hmm. things are easier for me yeah I had to come to terms with mine too (laughs) Um, because I feel the same way I I didn't grow up with money so when I heard like oh well you're privileged it's like no I'm not but we are we're white first of all first and foremost we're white we're non-threatening yeah people look at us and they're like yeah she can like I feel like even if we don't feel like we fit in or don't exactly look the part we could be kind of in a rich space or in any kind of like high privileged space and nobody would question us too much yeah too much yeah I used to not feel that way yeah I mean I <laughs> still don't really feel that way but I also know that like it's not like people are gonna be like no you can't come in yeah yeah so we we're definitely privileged and I, it took me a while not a while but it, it kind of was like a light bulb going off when I heard like okay but privilege doesn't mean just wealth yeah you know because that's what i always thought of it as like oh you're privileged do you have mm-hmm. a silver spoon up your ass or whatever yeah, yeah but privilege as a white person is like its own privilege like yeah you know so that that was kind of like i was like oh i get it <laughs> you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah and you have you're not like you're privileged in a way of being able-bodied yeah and, and i mean I was able, even though we didn't have a lot of money, I was still was able to go to college, get a college education. Mm-hmm. Like we ha- always had food. Mm-hmm. I had my own bedroom. Like yeah. a lot of people don't have that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like even though I, we weren't rich, we were probably lower middle class, but like we had a home and we yeah. had a family mm-hmm. and yeah. Yeah. Like I grew up with two parents. Yeah. Like lots of privilege there. Yeah. There's <laughs> a lot of privilege there. Well. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, that was a good ending to witchcraft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has nothing to do with that. Um, I do want to mention our. Oh, yes. I love that you always remember. I know because I don't know. I just like well, I like it. I like it too, but you're good at remembering it. I know. I don't know why. Our last episode was about astrology. If you didn't listen to it, you probably should go listen now because we had a special guest on, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. And it was a really good episode, but. Our question for that week was, do you know your sun, moon, and rising signs? And we have most of our listeners 
said yes, like the back of my hand. And then we have, thir- so that was 66%, 67%. And then yeah. we have 333%, which angel numbers. Angel. Witchy. Witchy. Um, so 33% said no, I have to look it up. So we got okay. some astrologers. Yeah. Here. Okay, I guess you guys know about astrology. I guess. Nobody asked what's that. Nobody said what's that. So everyone knows what their sun, moon, and rising is who vo- at least voted. Yeah, but I think it's because maybe the people that are listening to this episode are into astrology. Yeah, they were probably like, ooh, astrology. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that that makes sense. That makes sense. sense. It does make sense. Back to the country western episode. (laughs) Hope you liked our country western episode this time. Hope you learned a lot about cowboys. Cowboys in Mississippi. That's well. I mean, Texas, really? Texas. Texas. Texas and Cowboys. That's that's what we've been talking about, and mm-hmm. I'm glad you guys liked it. <laughs> I mean, I hope you did, because we really, we really uh, stuck to the bit. <laughs> we did. We sure did. Okay. Sure did. I got to get Bessie back to the stables now, so. Uh, oh, one thing we're doing now for the whole month of October. Whoa, Bessie. <laughs> <laughs> Bessie can shut the fuck up. I'm <laughs> just kidding. For the whole month of October, we're ending each episode with a spooky story from one of our listeners. Yes, we are. And so, without further ado, we're going to read you this story. Yes. So we've got our first spooky story for Spooktober. Yes, we've been telling you to send us our spooky stories. And y'all came through. All right, so we have our first spooky story of Spooktober. Yes. And it's very exciting. This story is very vulnerable. Um, and it's not like a scary jump scare, but... Yeah, it's not like a, a scary ghost story or something, but it's definitely... Freaky dicky. Freaky dicky. Yeah. So here it is. It's from one of our listeners and friends. I want to preface this by saying that I'm agnostic. I have no idea what the truth is about what happens after death. I'm not someone who has ever claimed to have seen a ghost or anything. I'm pretty rooted in this world for the most part, but also acknowledge that my human perception is limited. With that being said, I realize this whole thing may have been a coincidence, but I've never had something so strange happen in my entire life. I'm going to give you a little backstory first. I grew up not knowing my biological father. I always knew who he was, but it was a complicated situation. He was married before he met my mother, but separated from his wife shortly before he and my mom began dating. He later reconciled with his wife when my mom was pregnant with me and ultimately abandoned me and chose to live with his wife and other kids. That's sad. I reconnected with him when I was 18, but it was a very awkward situation and neither of us knew what to say, so it quickly fizzled out. Every four to five years we would text hello but never went any further than that fast forward 14 years later i was 32 and found out he had passed away i was instantly full of regret as well as grief for a man i never really knew i was left with so many questions slowly a lot of anger i didn't realize i had towards him began to bubble up to the surface i talked to a friend who was also grieving her father's death and she told me she would speak out loud to him and often ask him for signs that he was still there. When she told me the thing's signs, I kind of rolled my eyes. I figured some people can interpret anything as a sign to maintain a feeling of connection. A few weeks later, my boyfriend went out of town and I was home alone for a week. 
I binged a really stupid show on Artless Netflix called I Young own. and Hungry. It's a young adult rom-com show about a young female chef starting her career. It's super light and breezy and to- totally episodic with little to no serialized elements. Meaning they don't tell you any of the character's backstory until you're watching at the episode it would apply to. Since I was home alone for so long, I wasn't able to ignore some of the feelings I had been sitting with regarding my father. One night, my thoughts got really loud, so I paused the show and found myself pacing around the house thinking about him. I was having an imaginary conversation with him in my head and was cursing at him, telling him how much of a coward he was for literally abandoning me. Eventually, I found myself hysterically crying, and I yelled out loud, I need you to give me a sign that you cared about me. Did you ever think about me? After a few minutes, I got myself back together and found myself once again vegging out on the couch and started the show back up. I had no idea what the next episode was going to be about, as they never connect to the previous one. Within the first 10 seconds, we learned that the character was abandoned as a baby by his father. Within 50 seconds, the character reads a letter from his father saying, I have a lot of regrets in life, none bigger than not being a part of yours. In a later conversation, the father says, I had no excuse abandoning you and your mother. I don't totally understand how my dead father could pull off using an episode of a show that was written before he died to speak to me, but I have a lot of wild theories, one being that his spirit started an argument with me in my head right when he knew that episode was about to begin and somehow prompted me to ask that question. But that obviously sounds a bit crazy, and obviously it could have all been a coincidence. That's wild. That's a sign. I would definitely be freaked out if that happened to me. I would too, and I would definitely be like, okay, well, that's my dad. <laughs> like, yeah. He's trying to tell me something. Yeah. I think it's a sign. For sure. It's too, It's too like, coincidental. I know. Like, I'm, like, getting chills just thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, me too. Like, if that happened to me, mm-hmm. I would be like, oh, my God. I, I just got chills. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't know. Would you want something like that to happen to you with one of your passed away family um, members I would say like maybe back in the day no but now yeah like on my mom's birthday I asked her to come give me a sign that she was hanging out with us when we were like eating dinner in her honor Aww. and stuff but she didn't so want <laughs> <laughs> want. I haven't actually done that I've, that was one of the first times that I've done it did this story inspire you too? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Maybe she was with your brother or your dad. You know what? Maybe, but we we went and had Lebanese food. <laughs> that's her <laughs> in favorite. her honor. In her honor, that's her favorite. So you know, she should have. She should have been there. Yeah. She's probably upset that I was drinking so much wine. Maybe she did give me a sign, and I didn't know because I was so tipsy. Did you get really hungover the next day? Maybe that was your sign. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> the punishment from your mom. Yeah, she's like, how dare you drink in my honor. <laughs> All right. Um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and be right. our 102nd follower at thank you so much pod. Send us an email if you want. If you have a spooky story. Yeah, we're collecting more. We, sure. still, we can still collect more. So thank you so much, pod at gmail.com. You can DM us your spooky story, whatever you want. But we hope you liked today's episode. Yes. Thank you so much. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Mwah.